Welcome to Die Hard New York Sports with Sal's Torah and Joe Oliveri as we got a great show for you today as the NFL draft has come and go. It was uh, an interesting event, a little bit different, and we're also going to be counting down, doing a bracket here. We didn't have any March Madness, but we're going to have a bracket for the best players in New York sports history through all the four major sports. So Joe, how are you doing today? What's up, Sal? Um, it was nice to have a little bit of football back. I was very happy with that. I couldn't stop smiling. Got a little <laughs> drunk, watching football, and we're good to go. But now we have to wait um, a long time. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. It was the highest rated uh, draft of all time, and especially I know definitely in the first round. I'm assuming probably this, for the second and third round as well, because you know we don't have too much else to watch. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, I guess it it went as well as, you know, it could have went. Uh, it was some live, as I put in air quotes, you know, sports to watch. Um, it was something, what can I say? It was just a big conference call, but everybody was on TV. Yeah. It was a big zoom call is really what it was. Yeah. 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 But I'm fine with it. Hey, look, it was something. I'm glad that they did it. I would have been mad if they, uh, you know, they decide to delay that as well. Cause as we saw, there was no reason that they, uh, they had to delay it. I mean, sure. It stinks for the players. They don't get to walk up on stage, you know, shake Roger Goodell's hand, all that, but it, it was good. And they raised yeah. a lot of money from it also over a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it? And there was the other thing just before we get into our, our brackets here. Did, did you hear there's this little conspiracy theory that um, Roger Goodell was actually not that's not his house that he was broadcasting from i didn't hear that yeah because the basement is like people are saying the basement is way too like modest for it to be his house because if you look at his house you can google it and find it he literally lives in a castle it is all stone it is gigantic this gigantic house up in westchester yeah yeah and then the basement like not saying the basement was bad by any means but a lot of people were saying you know it didn't necessarily fit what the outside of his house looked like. That's kind of funny. I could see it. I, he's kind of like a robot. <laughs> yeah. And do I, I, do you see the, um, it was during the second round or third round, whatever, during the middle of the draft, he just starts all of a sudden sitting down when he's picking the picks. Yeah, that was kind of chair. funny. I kind of like that. I kind of like it. kind of funny. And then like a couple picks later, he pulls up a jar of M&Ms or a bowl of M&Ms like, hey, they're getting less and less. Yeah. I was like, okay, like, he he gets that he's a meme, and like I kind of I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean he he embraced it. You know, the, for the before the first pick, they had all the virtual booze come on. Yeah, and, yeah, that was kind of funny. It was, was funny and cheesy at the same time. Yeah, definitely cheesy, but like it's it's whatever. I didn't hate it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that one last thing with the draft, also with Roger Goodell. You see, each single day he got more and more casual. The first day he had yeah. a blazer on with the button down. Next day he had a sweater, and then the final day he had uh, a t-shirt on. So I, yeah, yeah, kind of did. funny how it got more more casual as the day. I like on. that. All right, Joe. Now let's get on to the bracket here. So what we got is we got a sixty-four team elimination or sixty-four player elimination. Best players, all New York sports in baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. I picked out all the players. And then I, the way that I see them, I didn't see them, but like, oh, who I thought I've just picked out of a hat and matched up, um, you know, who we matched up. So they're all, you know, Mets could be going up against the Yankees or Mets and Mets. It was all just random from that perspective. And we're going to go down the list. For the most part, I split everything even. Baseball was eight and eight, football eight and eight, hockey eight and eight. And then uh, basketball, I put a couple more Knicks in the Nets just because Makes sense. hard time finding some players for the Nets. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. Um, so, Joe, you're going to handle the, fo- uh, the football and the basketball, and then I'm going to f- handle the hockey and baseball. And then we'll, uh, as we get down to you know the end of it, we'll, we can talk a little bit more about it together. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. All right. What do you want to start out with? I'll give you uh, – you want to go start football or basketball? Uh, let's go football since we're talking about football right now. All right. The first one is Toomer versus Manyard. Uh, I'll be honest here. Don't really know who Manyard is. I'm going to assume it's a, uh, a, a, a Giants or Jets player that played way back in the day. So I'm going to go Toomer. 
Jets. He won the Super Bowl with the Jets in 1969. Oh, I wasn't born then. I wasn't born then, Sal. In the ring of honor for the New York Jets. Okay. Uh, I am going to go Toomer because I know him and I've seen a lot of him play. And who knows? Manyard could have not been that good. Um, (laughs) I I sure uh, he was. uh, Trebet. Did I say that right? Wayne Krebet. That's very, very recent, Joe. You should know that. Who the heck is that? Wayne Krebet played in our time period. It was at the beginning that? of our time. He was a wide receiver for the New York Jets. He wore no gloves. That was his main thing. He played at Hofstra. He lives on Long Island. Okay, okay. Wayne Krebet or Nick Mangold. Uh, I'm going Nick Mangold here kind of easily on this one. Um, kind of a savage Nick Mangold is. Uh, and the next one that we have uh, is Carson or Beckham. I'm going to go Beckham just from an iconic standpoint, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And I love, okay, Klecko or Martin? I'm going to go Klecko just for the fact that you love Klecko so I do love much. Joe Klecko. Joe Klecko. You love Klecko so much. Should be in the Hall of Fame. No doubt didn't about you, it. Okay, so didn't you make a uh, – Yes, I made a Twitter account for to get Joe Klecko into the Hall of Fame. Got a little bit of traction when I first started off. I had Joe Namath uh, retweet me. I had Joe Namath tweet at me. Um, and then really? I had one person. Yeah, I haven't been doing too much about it uh, recently. But then I also had one person um, say that Joe Klecko heard about how someone made a Twitter account for him to get into the Hall of Fame. So I take that with a little bit of pride. That's okay. That's pretty cool. Okay, next one is Revister and Namath. I'm definitely going Namath here. I don't think there's a question about it. I mean, I do. I I mean, Joe Namath might be a bigger icon, but I think Darrell Revis was a better player. I mean, you said Darrell with the Jets. Joe, Joe Namath, and I love Joe Namath, and Joe Namath is definitely a bigger Jet icon. There's no doubt about it. But um. Darrell Revis, you can make the argument, was the greatest cornerback of all time. Joe Namath's not the greatest quarterback of all time. But it's your pick, so do what you please. Fair. Uh, okay. Barber or Gastineau? Again, don't Better know who that him. is. Mark Gastineau, he's the part of the New York Sack Exchange, Joseph. Who the heck is that? I'm picking Joe Kleck, He's got the most sacks in NFL history for a single season. That's not true. I'm picking Barber. Um, Horrible. Strahan or Sims? That's hard. It's mm. not hard at all. I think I'm going to go Strahan. Slam dunk. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay? And the only reason Michael Strahan has the sack record over Joe Klecko is because he freaking lied down. I mean, over Mark Gaston is because he freaking Brett Favre decided to lie down and just give him the last sack. So Michael Strahan's sack record is fugazi. Okay, okay. L- okay. LT or Manning? I think that Manning had the more successful, more success, but Lawrence go Taylor up. is the arguably the greatest football uh, defensive player of all time. I think that how many championships did LT win? Lawrence Taylor, uh, I think he had. Did he win? He won with the Giants. Did he? Whatever. That doesn't um, make a difference. Here, stop interrupting me. My pick. Uh, I'm going LT. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> Good. Okay. Do best. Do baseball. Let me interrupt you, please. Baseball. All right. Al Rodriguez versus Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza, the greatest hitting catcher of all time. A Rod, though, one of the greatest period hitters of all time. He was um, destined for the Hall of Fame along with Mike Piazza, who's in the Hall of Fame. A-Rod's got the whole steroids thing, but it's A-Rod that's going to take it. Yep. Then we got Mickey Mantle or Dale Strawberry. Dale Strawberry, him and Doc Gooden. I mean, there's as big as superstars as there ever were that was in New York. Mickey Mantle, though, all-time great. Dale Strawberry could have been an all-time great, along with Gooden, if he didn't have all the -the off-the-field issues with the drugs and everything else. I'll go Mantle on that as well. Then we're going to go over to Rivera and Gooden. Dwight Gooden had the stuff to be one of the greatest pitchers of all time. That 1985 season when he won the Cy Young was one of the greatest pitching performances in all of baseball. ERA around 1-7 or whatever it was. He absolutely 
was electric in his second season in baseball ever. That being said, Rivera is the greatest closer of all time, so I'm going to have to go with him. And that's hand down. Uh, Rivera's nobody's better than Rivera. He's the best Yankee in his time period. So Derek Jeter, you can go suck it. You can't even mm-hmm. hold his jock strap. Then we got Keith Hernandez and Gary Carter. Keith Hernandez, see, this is great. I, this is a tough matchup. Both were great. Keith Hernandez should be in the Hall of Fame. Gary Carter is. Um, a lot. Carter, though, did get into the Hall of Fame as an expo rather than a New York Met. Mm-hmm. Keith Hernandez, the greatest first baseman in terms of fielding ever, one of the most gold gloves. I believe it was 10 or 11 gold gloves. I'm going to go with Hernandez on this, and this is based on what they did when they were in New York. And that was tough. I like Carter. The next two matchups are hard. Then we got Yogi Berra and David Wright. Um, nobody won more championships than Yogi Berra. The guy was, um, you know, he, he was a winner. David Wright, I think David Wright would have possibly have taken this. David Wright could have been a Hall of Famer if he just didn't get all the injuries. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to have to go Yogi. And now this, this is this is a it's not a tough matchup because the winner is clear. Jacob deGrom versus Babe Ruth. But the fact that Jacob deGrom got the matchup of Babe Ruth in the first round was horrible luck on his side because Babe Yeah, that's hard. I mean, come on. Babe Ruth is Babe Ruth. Um, So I feel bad knocking Jake out in the first round, but he went up against Babe Ruth. He got a bad, uh, bad rap. Then we got Joe DiMaggio and Tom Seaver. Look, DiMaggio, one of the greatest hitters of all time. Tom Seaver, though, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Up until Ken Griffey Jr. a couple years ago, he had the highest um, you know, percentage of Hall of Fame votes ever. And then you had Jeter and uh, Rivera that were right up uh, against it. Rivera had the 100%. Jeter was – I think Jeter was above what Ken Griffey got. But either way, it was Seaver up until Ken Griffey. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Seaver on this. All right. That's fair. And then we got Lou Gehrig versus Derek Jeter. Um, I'm going to go Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig was a better all-around player. Derek Jeter was great leadership and um, clutch that he was. Derek Jeter was never even the best player on his team. So I'm going Lou Gehrig. All right. I, I don't have any objection to any of those because you picked a lot of Yankees. Thank you. <laughs> uh, basketball. Okay. Starks or Kid? Uh, that's pretty difficult one. I'll probably I'll probably go with I'll probably go with Kid here. Um, I don't know. I just think I just think Kid is a better player, or was a better player. Uh, Oakley or Williams? Mm, when Williams was playing for the Nets, he was great. Uh, eh. I just like Oakley because he doesn't like. Uh, the Knicks owner. So for that reason, I'll go Oakley just for that reason though. Just because Charles Oakley says that uh, it's a plantation that uh, James Dolan is running. Yes. I love that. <laughs> Lopez or Carmelo. I'm going to pick Carmelo here. Uh, Carmelo, although did only led the Knicks to one playoff appearance, uh, is a pretty icon- iconic Knicks player throughout two. the uh, the 2010s. Two. He was in two. You know, okay. The la- the lack of success that he I thought brought, basketball was your thing, Joseph. The lack of success that he he okay. I meant to say he won one playoff series. They did win one playoff. Yeah, game. they they won. And then they lost. And then they lost to the Heat in five games the other time. It was wow. Look at you knowing about. I know. And they were down three nothing. They won game four. Um, Streamers going down for the Raptors. Oh, we won a game against the Heat and LeBron. <laughs> Vince Carter, Debussy. I'm probably going to go with Vince Carter here. Vince Carter's a freaking icon. I love Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradley or Willie Reed? Mm, I'll probably go Willie Reed with this one. Good, because I already wrote it down. <laughs> oh, you have these written down? Okay, good. Well, no, uh, like I was writing your picks down, and uh, I kind of etched Willis Reed in already. But Okay, so cool. Glad you got uh, it. King or Barry? I'll probably go... With King here. Okay. Where are you going? 
close my door really quick. Um, probably go, yeah, I'll go King there. And the next one is Earl Monroe or Patrick Ewing. I'm going to go Patrick Ewing pretty easily here. Okay. And Clyde. is it uh, Walt Clyde Frazier or Julius yeah. Irving? Yeah. That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. Okay. Uh, I'll go Julius Irving. I'm going to go Julius Irving. All right. I would have gone the other way, but I'll give it to you. It's your bracket. You can do as you choose with it. Um, but, 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 all right. So now we're going to uh, hockey. So Billy Smith versus Andy Bathgate. Look, Smith, he great goaltender for the Islanders back in the day. He won those Stanley Cups. Andy Bathgate, one of the great Rangers from early on, has his number nine, retired in the rafters. Oh, boy, 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 oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go Smith. Um, just he, he was clutch. Look, he wasn't the greatest goaltender of all. Not, I'm not saying they wasn't good, but it's not like – I'm going to go Smith. All right. Brad Park versus Mark Messier. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Park versus Messier. Now, this is going to be a tough one. Park, I think, is one of the most underrated New York Rangers in history. He doesn't get the credit that he deserves. His number should be retired in the rafters. Um, you know, a lot of people would say before, um, John Rattel, who they just retired. Um, but Mark Messier, look, he delivered the Stanley Cup to New York after 54 long years. He guaranteed the victory in game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. What does he do? He has an assist in the second period, and he has a hat trick in the third period to send the Rangers to game seven, which they would eventually win, and his greatest leader in all time of the sport. So Mark Messier over Brad Park. And we got Clark Gillies versus Henrik Lundqvist. Look, Clark Gillies was a phenomenal player, about once again, back in the 80s for the Islanders. Nobody wanted to fight this guy. Not only could he score, but he could fight. I love to hear that. Anybody. And I like Clark Gillies. I personally, you know, know him. I've uh, caddied for him multiple times. But Henrik Lundqvist is the greatest goaltender in New York sports history. And he's fifth all time in wins. He's the leading for New York Rangers in wins, shutouts. Um, the statistics, not only in the regular season, but in the playoffs match up against anybody. It's got to be Henrik Lundquist. Next. Lundquist. Bobby Nightstrom versus Trottier. Oh, boy. This is – this is – um. This is, a tough is it bad that I don't know either of those players? Yeah, it is because both their numbers are retired for the New York Islanders. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go – I'm going to go – no, I don't even know. This is, I'm going to go with Nystrom. I would have picked the other one. I don't know. It's really it's a flip of a coin. I don't know about that one. Okay, then let me pick. Mike, Mike shut up. Mike Bossy versus uh, Eddie Jockman. Eddie Jockman, I'd say, is the third best goaltender in New York Rangers history. Mike Bossy, though, is one of the greatest goal scorers in not only Islanders history. He is in Islanders history, but in NHL history. He had so many 40-goal seasons. If his career didn't get derailed a little by injury, he would have even had even more. I have to go with Mike Bossy on that one. And I Mike Bossy's awesome. Love him. Don't even think it's uh, too close. And we got Sutter versus Tavares. I'm going to go with Tavares. Um, even though he left the Islanders, he was a superstar that the Islanders had for a long time and you know something that they were lacking for a long time as well. And we got Roger Roger Bear versus Dennis Potvin. I hate Potvin, obviously. As a Ranger fan, we still chant that he sucks every single night at the Garden to this day over a hit that happened against Ulf Nielsen decades and decades ago. Roger Bear, leading scorer for New York Rangers in franchise history. I'm going to go with Roger Bear. Then our final matchup, Brian Leach versus Mike Richter. Mike Richter. As clutch as a goaltender, as you'll see in NHL history, period. Brian Leach, though, won the Smythe Trophy for the New York Rangers in the Stanley Cup. The first American ever to do so. Greatest, probably, American defenseman you can make the argument for in NHL history and one of the greatest 
defenseman period in NHL history, hockey Hall of Famer. We're going to go with Ryan Leach. All right. All right. Now we're down to round 32. Correct? Yeah. That's right. After 64. All right. So now on the football list, we have Tumor versus Mangold. I'm probably going to go Mangold here. Mangold was extremely reliable and just, just a rock solid player throughout, you know, all the decade that he played or more or less. Right? He played, a- <laughs> he played a little over a decade. He came into the league, I think in, we played around a decade. I think he came into the league in 07. Awesome. And then he finished in around 2017 or something. It was about a decade. Okay. Somewhere next, around there. Next matchup is Beckham or Klecko. I only pick Klecko because he's kind mm. of a meme to me because you love him so much. So for that it's reason, a, I'm, the right going pick. To, I'm going to pick Beckham because I want to see your face. No, I, 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 I wrote down Klecko already. Okay. I'll let you have this one, Sal. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you have this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Namath or Barber. I think I'm going to go Namath here, Sal. Okay. I like it. Um, Strahan or LT, I think it's pretty obvious. Going to go LT here. Thank you very much. All right. No, <laughs> no mistakes there, Joseph, for the most yeah? part. Yeah, okay, cool. I was going to mess with you and pick Beckham, but. <laughs> that would have pissed me off because you have one of the greatest defensive players of all time, and they have freaking Odell Beckham Jr., who played a couple of seasons with the Giants and has literally made his career off of one freaking catch in which they lost the game. Okay, the Giants, literally the Giants would have been better off if Odell Beckham would have never made that catch because that just fueled his ego and he went off the freaking haywire after that. He's a great player, great character. Not anymore. No, he really is not that good anymore. All right, now let's go to baseball. Alex Rodriguez versus Mickey Mantle. Ooh, I'm going to go with Mickey Mantle. Yeah. I think Mickey Mantle, you could make the argument for some people do as, you know, top three baseball players of all time. Um, A-Rod, look, he was there, especially, you know, early on in the mid part of his career. But I got to go with Mantle. All right. And we got Rivera versus Hernandez. Look, I love Keith Hernandez. Still works for Mets today in the booth. Um, you know, he came over to the Mets in 84. He was really the first part that, you know, we started to create that wave and made that championship team. But it is Mariano Rivera because of – I don't even need to explain that. <laughs> and we got Yogi Berra versus Babe Ruth. Slam dunk to me. No offense to you, Yogi, but Babe Ruth. I mean, yeah. in my opinion – I mean, the guy fueled himself on hot dogs and beer, and he still hit frickin' 700-whatever home runs. That's um, a hard one. That's a really hard one, though. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be the babe. Then we got Tom Seaver versus Lou Gehrig. Um, I, th- I don't know. I This is close. I feel like most people would probably say um, – Yogi, I mean, Yogi, I mean, uh, Lou Gehrig on this one. Part of me wants to go Seaver just for the fact that my Mets fandom. I'm going to go Seaver just so we can have one Met at least in the uh, final. You need a Met. Rom got knocked out first round. At least the final four of the uh, the baseball part of it. So I'll, I'll go with Seaver. That's it. That's it? All yeah, right. Go to, the, go to uh Go to basketball, Joe. Okay. We have Kid versus Oakley. Uh, I'm going Kid here. Kid was more uh, kind of an iconic Nets player when they were in New Jersey. Uh, so I love I love Kid. He's a great player. I'll agree. Yeah. Um, BC or Carmelo. I am also going to go Vince Carter here. Uh, I am on the bandwagon of – I don't think Carmelo is, is – uh, Overrated. I think that people talk too highly of him for what he did in his, his in his NBA career, winning wise through the playoffs. I think he was a great scorer. I didn't think he was a great basketball. Player. I think yeah, I, I think could he, score many yeah. points, but he didn't pass the ball. He didn't play defense. Yeah, I think he's an elite scorer, but 
Um, I think he was an average play, an above average player at best. Never played defense, didn't show hustle, didn't pass the ball, kind of a drama queen. I don't know. I, I'm I'm less high on Mello than most people. Uh, I'm gonna pick Vince Carter here. Um, Reed or King? Hmm. Hmm. This is a hard one. Uh I think I'm gonna go Bernard King. Ooh. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go King. Ewing or Irving? I think it's obvious here. Is it? Not really. Um, but <laughs> we but, got uh I'm gonna go Ewing. I'm gonna right. go Ewing. Ewing. I agree was, with that. Ewing was dominant, very I dominant. The, I think the best player in um Nick's history. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, okay, so that's you. All right, now we're going over to hockey. So first matchup, we got Smith versus Messier. Look, no offense to Smith, um, but Mark Messier, one of the greatest hockey players of all time. Um, I got to go with Mess. Next thing we got is uh, Nystrom versus Lundqvist. Once again, nothing against Nystrom. I'm going to have to go. Though with Henrik Lundqvist, as Lundqvist has just had such a long, phenomenal career. I mean, since he's come into the league, Lundqvist is like the best goalie in the time frame that he's been in the league. Not saying that he had the best season every single year, but the consistency year after year after year. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Hank. Um, Mike Bossy versus John Tavares. This to me is a slam dunk. It's uh, Mike Bossy. Absolutely. I mean, John Tavares, John Tavares was great, but he was never, I called him a superstar earlier, but he was like bottom tier star superstar. He was an all-star, but Mike Bossy was one of the best players in the league. Four in a row, right? What's that? Four in a row. Yes, they won four in a row. There we go. I know I'm a big Islander fan. Oh, yeah. Then we got Roger Gilbert versus Brian Leach. This is tough because here we have, what a lot of people will consider two of the best Rangers of all time um, or definitely could make the argument for. I'm going to have to go with Brian Leach. The guy just – I've never seen – not that I've never seen, but the guy played the defensive position more offensively than, you know, almost anybody. Him and Bobby Orr, just the way that they could skate up with the puck – I mean, just look at the goal that Brian Leach scored in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals mm. um, where he has a spinorama behind the net and sneaks it in, uh, you know, behind Brodeur. And he, it's got to be Leach. Sorry, Rob. Hmm. Norris yeah. Trophy winner and everything. Sure. All right. Yeah. Yep. We're on to, uh, to football. All right. Final four for football. Hear me out here. Nick Mangold versus Klecko. Mm-hmm. I think the obvious. Is there an obvious choice, Sal? I mean, I think there is. Oh, shut up! I don't know. No, I I agree with you. Um, I think Nate Mangold is is was great. I think Klecko is better, even though I've never even seen him play. But I'll take your word for it. Um, so I want to go Klecko there. Okay, Namath or Alex- I honestly, I honestly wouldn't have been mad if you took Nick Mangold, but I picked Klecko also. Uh, you made this bracket. I'll give it to you. Um. Namath or LT? Uh, gonna go LT here. Yes, definitely. Pretty easily. Slam pretty easily here. Yeah, yeah. All right, now we got over to baseball, and this 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 matchup here is is pretty tough. Yeah. We got Mickey Mantle versus um, Rivera, Mariano Rivera. Yeah. Two people. You can make the argument of Mickey Mantle being one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Some people put him. Ahead of Babe Ruth. Um, some people don't, obviously, but he's right there. But then we have Rivera, who's without doubt the greatest closer of all time. And that's what makes it hard to compare because, like, they it's not like they both were hitters. One was a pitcher, yeah, a closer specifically, and one was a hitter. Um, so the question is, who is more elite at their position? Well, I don't know. <laughs> this is still, I mean, Rivera's. I'd say I don't know. I'm gonna go with ooh, I'm gonna go with Mantle, but it was a flip of the coin. It really was. Then yeah. we got Babe Ruth versus Tom Seaver. 
Love Tom Seaver. Um, but Babe Ruth is Babe Ruth. The slugging percentage that he had, the OPS that he put up, mm-hmm. you know, over thousands, uh, you know, in multiple years, it's got to be Babe. Yeah. All right. So that was my final two, Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle in the baseball column. All right. We're going Kid versus Vince Carter. Uh, I'm going to go Vince Carter here. Um, I just – I think he was a better player. King or Irving? I want to go Irving. Irving was more dominant. Uh, I just I just like Irving better. And now we have an intriguing uh, an intriguing hockey matchup. Wait, I thought it was between Patrick Ewing. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Ewing, Ewing. I got I got all the E's messed up. Um, Ewing, Ewing wins. Ewing versus King. Ewing, Ewing was just like an iconic, an iconic Nick. I don't know. I love him. Okay, agreed. Um, now let's go over to um, hockey. Yeah, both both of these are extremely, extremely hard. You sure? In my opinion, yes, I do. Now the first matchup: Mark Messier versus Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. Now Mark Messier, if I was going now over the entire career. I'd have to give it to Mess, you know, with all that he did in Edmonton and in the short time Vancouver, but predominantly Edmonton. Mm-hmm. But then Henrik Lundqvist, what he's done as a New York Ranger his entire career. Oh, I know, look, he, Lundqvist won everything other than that Stanley Cup and it has none, nothing to do with his fault. So specifically just as a New York Ranger, I'm going to go with Henrik Lundqvist over Mark Messier. Okay. I would have chosen oh. the other one. Okay. I'm just kidding. I don't know who that is. Mark Messier. I know who he is. I haven't watched a lot of his film. Mike Bossy versus Brian Leach. Oh, this is, an, this is another extremely tough one. Now, Mark Messier, this is now before Henrik Lundqvist was in his, you know, towards the end of his career in his prime. So, like, you know, when Mark Brian Leach retired, Leach was still in the beginning of his career. I mean, Lunko was still in his beginning of his career, but Mark Messier had called Brian Leach the greatest Ranger of all time. And I definitely agreed with that um, up until, um, excuse me, um, up until, you know, the end of Lunko's career, where I think you have an extremely good debate about it. Yeah. Um, the, ugh, the Ranger fan of me is saying Leach. I don't know. This is tough. I feel like every Ranger fan would take Leach. Every Ra- Islander fan would take Bossy. Do what your heart desires. Uh, That's what I would say. And I think uh, Bossy's better. Four championships in a row. Yeah, he had a great team around him. Um, it's, let's not all pretend that it was just Mike Bossy. <laughs> um, I'll take... I'll take Bossy just because I don't want to be called biased, but it could very well be Leach. I don't know. Well, I, I got I got the Brian Leach banner hanging up right in the background. Ooh, that's true. Wow, he has a banner. He must be good. Yeah, I don't know. All right, we're going final four. We are no, we are in the elite eight right now. I think we can yes. both agree on picks now. All right. So you want to start out with the football? Yeah, Cluck over. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Klecko versus LT. Yeah, Klecko versus LT. Uh, I am. I am personally picking LT here. Who are you picking? I agree. Lawrence Taylor, hundred percent. Joe right. Klecko was great, but Lawrence Taylor. You know, everyone can say that he was one of the greatest, you know, football players, the defensive yeah. players of all time. Yeah, for sure. Um, all the off-field issues, but that's not what I'm judging. Off of. Not relevant. Yeah. Um, so, and now, if we have a disagreement, we're going to battle it out. That's fine. Then we got Babe Ruth versus Mickey Mantle. I'm going to have to go with Babe Ruth on this. I agree. I'm going Babe, too. That's what I agree with you. All right. Then uh, we got um, Carter versus Ewing. So I'm factoring in longevity and, and just do- pure dominance and staying with the same team. Uh, Carter, Carter also played for a multitude of different teams where 
um, Ewing was predominantly in New York. So, and I, I just, I think Ewing is a better player. So I'm going to go Ewing here. Okay. I agree with you. I was going to go with Patrick Ewing as well. He brought the Knicks to their last champ or the last championship run back in 94. Mm-hmm. Then the Rangers almost had the dual championship in Madison Square Garden. And the Knicks came up just a little bit short. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we got hockey. So Henrik Lundqvist versus Mike Bossy. Um, I'm going to go with Hank on this one. Um, well, Kenrick, it's tough once again to compare goaltenders versus regular players, kind of like pitcher and you know hitter in yeah. baseball. Henrik Lundqvist. You, I mean, I was watching even watching on NHL Network the other day. They had the countdown as you know top five top 10 goaltender of all time. Mike Bossy, maybe if he didn't get hurt, you know, uh, could have been that. Um, don't, I mean, he play, flat out goal score, like, you know, put that up, you know, in terms of goal scoring, best of all yeah. time. One of the best to him and Gretzky and Ovechkin all time. I'm going to go with Hank though. Mm, all right. All right. Final four. All right. Now we got Babe Ruth versus Lawrence Taylor. Shit. Um, I'm going to go with Babe Ruth on this. Yeah, I have no objection to that. I, I, feel, like, I feel like that was – I feel like Babe Ruth uh, – I feel like a handful of Yankees versus LT, I feel like would, would have the same outcome. I'm going to go Babe here too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's because it's tough because especially in football, so many different positions. But like, if I, I mean, I get if I ask you greatest baseball player of all time, a lot of people are going to say Babe Ruth. If you greatest football player of all time, I don't think as many people are going to say LT. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of yeah, people automatically good. also just think quarterbacks when it comes to best player of all time football. Yeah, because they touch the ball on those. Yeah, which is you know it's not fair. I mean, LT you can make. Argument. He was good at his job as much as, you know, Peyton Manning or John Elway, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, any of them. Yeah. 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 So we got Babe Ruth and then versus Patrick Ewing and Henrik Lundqvist. I'm going to say, um, so this is tough. Both kind of had similar careers as they both can be looked at as the greatest player all time for their respective franchises. You can make the argument, you know, against that. I think it's, you know, especially in the Rangers case, a lot of people might pick Leach over Lundquist, and some can make also the argument for Messier. I think less for Gilbert, but some might. Um, and like I said, both, they just, they came up short. They both made it to the championship, didn't win it. Um, but I just, Henrik Lundquist is an all-timer just in the NHL. Uh, so I'm going to go with Henrik Lundquist over Patrick Ewing. What do you have to say? Uh, I agree with you. They both just came up a little bit short, but I think that Lundqvist's position is more important for his team than Ewing's position was for his team. Okay. So what's your so pick? I'll pick, I'll pick Lundqvist. Okay. Um, but it doesn't matter who you pick because Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth beats both of them. Yes, I agree with that. Regardless of who uh, Babe Ruth went up against, I was going to pick Babe um to win it because i think babe ruth is the not only the greatest new york sports athlete of all time but you could very well make the greatest athlete uh in all of sports history absolutely um the arguments up for there you know when you think of all-time greats for sports you know babe ruth is the one that comes to mind for baseball you got michael jordan that comes to mind for basketball Mm. you got for hockey you got wayne gretzky bobby orr um, then for football, football is, I think the, the hardest of that, where there's not just, there's not, there's not just, there's, yeah, you could, but there's not just one name that like, like I just, we, I went through all the sports It's clearly everyone thinks Babe Ruth right off the bat. Everyone thinks Wayne Gretzky right off the bat, Bobby Orr. Everyone thinks, um, Michael Jordan yeah, right off the bat. Those are the names. Football. It's like, you get so many different answers, you know, from yeah. it. Yeah, and then, that's true. That's true. Yeah. 
And then, you know, and then if we expand, you know, we go to golf, we got Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, you know, right off the bat. Tiger Woods, my boy. I love Tiger. Uh, I like watching Tiger play. I don't know if I could say that I like him, but I like watching him play. All right. So as you may have guessed, our final in Babe Ruth, the greatest New York sports athlete of all time. Good job, Babe. So how about that, Babe? Fueling the best sports career of all time on hot dogs and beer. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, it's – why not, right? Yeah. All right. So, Joe, we were talking about the draft a little bit earlier. Um, Now, a couple of things that came out on this draft. Um, No surprise, Joe Burrow, first overall pick going to Cincinnati. Yeah. A couple of things. I think the two most exciting things or things that caught my eye anyway in this draft – was um, what the Eagles did and what the Green Bay Packers did, both deciding to take quarterbacks. Yeah, that was early on. Green Bay takes quarterback in the first round, and then the Eagles took quarterback in the second round. Yeah, I don't know. I just i i personally i personally understand where both are coming from. I think the Eagles want to capitalize on their creativity in the, in the coaching scheming. And I think that Doug Peterson is going to want to try to do more of what new Orleans is doing and turn Jalen hurts into not just the QB role, but he's playing slot. He's playing wildcat. It's kind of a Swiss army knife, you know, kind of like Taysom Hill, but Jalen Hurts has said that he wants to specifically just play quarterback, but if you watch the interviews, he's also a team player, so he'll probably be up for if the coach wants him to play a different position, he'll be a team first guy. See, I thought this was an extremely stupid pick by the Eagles, and I was talking that with some of my uh, friends from school that were Philadelphia Eagle fans, and um, I had one that like actually liked it. Most of the others, though, didn't um, like it. I just think here you are. Yes, I guess Carson Wentz gets hurt. He's had a hard time staying healthy. But we have so many other needs around the team, you know, especially a wide receiver. And I know you picked a wide receiver in the first round to address that. But you got other needs as well. Why pick a quarterback when you just invested $100 million in Carson Wentz? Let me tell you why. Let 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 me finish my point, Joseph. <laughs> you have so now you're gonna Jalen Hurts. If he's good, he's gonna want to play, and he's not gonna want to stay on the team. So you just gave up a second round pick, essentially for a rental quarterback to play backup, and then second off, if he's no good, then he completely wasted a pick. What, now what do you got? So I think that it just showed when the Eagles won the championship that having depth is. Uh, a major concern and having depth at the quarterback position is a premium Uh, having a plug and play with Nick Foles. He wasn't the most elite, but he got the job done. So I think that, I think that they, it shows number one, they don't fully trust Carson Wentz uh, health wise. And why did you invest a hundred million dollars in him? And I think number two, they're saying that, Hey, listen, like we can, we can we can run a two QB offense, kind of kind of like. It's so what, stupid. You don't yeah, need to. Run. If you have one good quarterback, you don't need two. You don't need to. Yes, you want a reliable backup. But the fact of oh, my idea is I think Carson Wentz is going to get hurt, so let's have the Nick Foles two You don't build. Oh, I want a championship, so my backup quarterback can win it. You your idea with a backup quarterback. You normally don't win championships with backup quarterbacks. Nick Foles was an anomaly. I don't expect that to happen. Again, if Jalen Hurts comes in, yes, I haven't seen him play a snap in the NFL, but I don't expect that to happen, you know, them to win a Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts. Um, I, you, know, I, you get a, quarter, a backup quarterback is supposed to be a guy, so if the quarterback, the starting QB gets hurt, if Carson Wentz gets hurt, he come in and play a couple of games and possibly win you some games. Play 500 football for four or five, six games, you know, let it be. Not, oh, this is the guy that's going to win us the Super Bowl. Um, I think that it would have been a dumb decision if they took him at uh, pick 22, which they didn't. I think that – He was 21. 
oh, sorry, 21. Um, I think that, that uh, they're going to use him in a multitude of different roles other than just backup quarterback. So I'm, I'm waiting to say that it's a dumb wide receiver. I, we'll look at what Taysom Hill does. Taysom Hill catches the ball. He runs the ball. He runs shotgun. He runs wildcat. He runs, he can pass the ball. Um, Drew Brees throws him the ball in the backfield and then he, they do trick plays. Doug Peterson shows that he's, he's one of the, he's one of the coaches that doesn't mind to gamble on things. And this is a gamble and let's see if it pays off. If it next year, I'll say it's a dumb pick. I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on saying it's a dumb pick right now because it depends on what they do with the, with the guy, you know? I hear you. I think it's a dumb pick though. (laughs) So then the other thing that I said was green Bay. So they picked Jordan love from Utah state. Uh, in the first round. Now, this I didn't think was as dumb. Um, just the f- I think they're kind of going to be going for we're going to do what we did with Rodgers and Favre again. Um, I don't you know. No one's saying that we're pushing Aaron Rodgers out right now. I just think that this is a guy that you know maybe can play backup for a while. Now, would I have picked the quarterback as a first? You know, as a first rounder if I was the Packers? No. Um, I wouldn't have, but I think it makes more sense at least um, with the Packers and the Eagles because the Packers, at least Rogers at the back nine of his career, you know, he's got a few more years left. Carson Wentz, you just invested a hundred million into him for the thousandth time, as I said, and he's in the beginning of his career. He is your future. Aaron Rodgers, he's got years left, but he's not the, the, the future. I think the worst pick of the draft was with the Packers, but not that pick. I think it was when they picked running back AJ Dillon because they have a running back by committee right now with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones has proven to be uh, a three down back. And this wide receiver class was so deep that they could have easily taken with AJ Dillon. They could have taken a wide receiver to pair up with Devonte Adams. Cause you know, you know, Rogers needs weapons and, and there was a ton of a very deep wide receiver draft. And they failed to assess that, and Rodgers is just going to be pissed now. And now they have now their running back chart is, you know, it's it's a little bit murky. And they just they failed to give him weapons. Yeah, no, I mean, look, like I said, I wouldn't have. Shame. Uh, it's a shame, but what are you going to do? One thing I say that is not a shame is the New York Jets draft. Now, look, a lot of question marks. You don't know how all these guys are going to pan out, but overall. I like what they did. I think they overall addressed some of their needs. They got their first pick, Becton. So they got their, you know, their offensive lineman, their offensive tackle. And then they also addressed safety positions. And then they also um, addressed, excuse me, wide receiver, which they definitely need since they lost Robbie Anderson, where they got Denzel Mims from Baylor. And Mims kind of similar to, uh, Robbie Anderson, he was really fast. He really can go. And that was kind of uh, Anderson's specialty. I'm hoping, though, Mims can do a little bit more than Anderson. He can run more than just, you know, the flat straight route, you know, yeah. going deep. Um, but we shall definitely find out about that. The one thing I didn't like, though, about what the Jets picked is when they picked um, Morgan, the quarterback from Florida. It's like, you don't need a quarterback. I mean, you just – you just took Sam Darnold two years ago. Here's your guy. Yeah, I get a backup, but when you have so many needs, the quarterback is once again not the position that I would have uh, picked for this moment. Yeah. All right. Let me let me t- give you a couple of stats to make you feel better about Denzel Mims. So. Okay. So there's this thing called college dominator rating, and college dominator rating for wideouts in college, their prospects. It pretty much is the percentage of the wide receivers total team receiving yards and receiving touchdowns in college. So anything over 45% is considered extraordinary. Uh, and if you have above a 35% tile, uh, they have potential to be number one receiver on the team and a very high caliber contributor to the offense. Um, right now, Denzel Mims, uh, well, considering what he did, he ranked in the 86th percentile of all D1 athlete, all D1 wide receivers and, and marked a 42.3% dominator rating, which is pretty good. Um, so that'll make you feel a little bit better about him. (laughs) And then, uh, I just wanted to show you another thing. There's a, there's a thing called the breakout age, and that represents when a wide receiver first, uh, achieved his first 20 plus dominator rating. So 
pretty much saying the younger the wide receiver is when they when they hit their when they hit their breakout the more the more likely they'll be successful in the NFL. Denzel Mims hit a 19 age 19.9 which ranks 67th percentile. So not too bad. So right. just a just a couple of stats to make you feel a little right. bit better about him. Look, I, I I liked it. I'm hoping they don't that it all pans out. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not, you know, over the I'm not like, oh, you know, get the Lombardi trophy out here. We come down the Canyon of Heroes. I'm just saying, you know, I'm managing my expectations. I hope he turns out great. Like I said, I like the pick. I thought that we did good, especially, you know, with our first three draft, uh, three picks. With our third pick, we wound up getting a safety in uh, Ashton Davis. I like this kid. He's, uh, he's a dual sport athlete. He played track. He was extremely fast. Um, I think he was a walk-on on the track team, and then he was walking, I think, also onto the football team. So the guy shows that, you know, he doesn't give two you-know-whats. He's going to, you know, he's, he's going to work hard. He's going to make onto his team. He's overcome obstacle and obstacle, you know, again and again, and he made his way onto uh, an NFL team, New York Jets in the third round, you know, after being a walk-on. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. No, I, I think the Jets did good. Uh, I think the Giants stayed on track and did what they were supposed to do. I also think the Bills kind of did what they were supposed to do. And you saw a lot of teams just playing it safe and taking the safe pick rather than reaching. The Giants did reach for uh, for a guard, or I'm sorry, it was a, for a, it was a tackle, but it was Andrew Thomas. But I think yeah, that it was a safe pick. There could, you, you know, it was interchangeable who they could have taken with that fourth overall pick guard uh tackle wise but um you know they took the guy that they like the most and they're going to try to protect their quarterback daniel jones yeah i mean look the the giants come away with thomas the jets come away with uh beckton so look we don't know how either one is going to be both of them could be the right picks um it doesn't even have to be you know that one's better than the other if thomas winds up being better if beckton winds up being better, whatever as long as them are both you know serviceable, you know, better than serviceable offensive linemen where you can get guys that play for, you know, the next decade or so and can protect your quarterback, guys that play every game, guys that aren't liabilities, you know, things like that. I'm not asking for them to be Hall of Famers. I'm asking them for to be, you know, maybe they make some Pro Bowls and just they're durable and you never have to, you know, guys that you don't really even realize that are on the field because it's just they're doing their job, you know, on the offensive line. Yeah, yeah. So I think they played it. They played it safe, and and hopefully it pays due diligence. Yeah, diligence. So we'll see. You know, like if I look at the Jets, if I can get another Debrickashaw Ferguson, another Damian Woody, or guys that just they played, and were they the greatest in the entire league? Hell no. But they did their job, and I did what I wanted from them, and that would be a successful pick from this aspect. You know, when you're picking an offensive line. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It was just fun to fun to have a little bit of sports back, just you know, for a little bit. Yeah, no, definitely, and hopefully that come September we're watching uh, NFL football live in the stadium, in person, and on time. Hopefully, we'll see. Uh, we definitely so. no fans. Probably no fans. No, we'll I see. think the I think the NFL is going to have fans come September. You're a savage, Sal. No way. I think, I think we will. All right. I do. All right. That's on record. That's on record. It is on record. I'll say it again. I think that we will. All right. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Download on the podcast app, SoundCloud, and everywhere else that you get it. And we'll see you next time.